0: Welcome to the Heart of Rescue with NMDR podcast. National Mill Dog Rescue is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome discarded breeding dogs. And we are able to do this because of support from listeners like you. Each episode, we will highlight some of our background, share heartwarming stories about rescue and the lives of the dogs and humans that we've been able to impact. Plus, you can hear from members of our team and the founder of National Mill Dog Rescue, Teresa Strader. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, my name is Morgana. I am part of the marketing team with National Mill Dog Rescue and the very proud doggy mom to Delilah who I adopted from National Mill Dog Rescue. And I want to share today things that worked for me as a new dog parent. So even if you have adopted dogs before in the past, maybe from the humane Society or from a family member or a friend, adopting a male dog survivor is an entirely different experience and it's very special and rewarding. So while every single experience is going to be completely unique to you and your dog's personality their background and your personal situation and your style i thought that as a brand new dog parent who has never had their own fur baby uh, before these things worked for me and it was a lot of trial and error so i thought we could talk through some of those things i'd love to share my successes and you know, help to answer some questions that might come up if you are a brand new dog parent like I was or if you are new to adopting a puppy mill survivor or maybe you have a bunch of adoptions from National Mill Dog Rescue and you would just like a little bit more insight. So knowledge is power and uh, let's just jump right in. Again, I've never had a dog of my very own. My parents had a dog uh, when I was little my family members have had pets forever. We are all animal lovers, but because I, my schedule was really hectic and I work a lot, I you know it just didn't make sense for me to commit so much time to getting a dog. And I remember when I laid eyes on Delilah and fell in love with her, it was immediate and very strong. And I know if anybody has fallen in love at first sight with their own pup, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I decided to adopt her, the executive director and the management team at National Mill Dog Rescue reminded me that, hey, this is a large commitment. You don't get to adopt a dog and give it back in a couple of years or get bored. They all knew how much I worked and that this was a huge life undertaking. So I really appreciated that advice and I have not regretted a single moment since bringing Delilah home with me. One of the things that I found out along with receiving some guidance from the team at NMDR was creating a schedule. Waking up at the same time every day, feeding her at the same time every day, taking her on a walk at the same time every day, that really really helped to help her with her anxiety to establish a routine to let her know hey now it's time to go outside and go potty and now it's time to eat and in addition to that i also try really hard to maintain a very calm environment in my house anything to limit her stress because we all know puppy mill survivors have gone through a lot already and anything that we can do to help you know, limit their stress levels, make them feel calm and safe. Uh, It just means a happier dog. The house is mostly quiet. I'm very, very fortunate to be able to work from home, so I get to spend a ton of time with Delilah. She's my little work buddy all day, and sometimes when I go to meetings, I get to take her with me. So if my clients are dog-friendly as well, uh, they love having her around. I think that because We have concentrated so hard on creating a very calming household. Delilah has flourished even faster than I expected. And the schedule was a little bit harder to get used to because, again, I've never had a dog before. But, you know, waking up at the same time every day, it's good for us humans, too. So waking up at the same time, having a schedule, snuggling with her in the morning and having some playtime. And then she knows that it's breakfast and she knows she has to potty and When I first got her though, just as we were both figuring each other out, I took her outside probably once an hour just to establish that it was the good place to go, just to establish that positive reinforcement. I don't typically have to tell her no, which is amazing, but really what we did was encourage her constantly with positive reinforcement. So much praise, you know, over the top praise about when she went potty and even when she took treats from my hand or when she ate all of her food, uh, when she plays, you know, all these things were new to her. And it is amazing every single day to see her flourish and turn more into a dog. She just started playing with tennis balls. As an almost five-year-old dog, I see dogs all the time that love tennis balls. And I was just waiting for the day that Delilah would start playing with them. And she just started about a month ago and it is terribly exciting, but I praise her all the time, you know, trying to show her the things that make me happy, which in turn makes her happy. So since I work from home, we get a lot of flexibility on our schedule. Uh, Luckily, it's not a lot of times that I have to leave her home alone for more than maybe an hour or two and so we do a lot of play and a lot of walks so we'll do short walks I take her on hikes sometimes we'll go to the dog park uh, if it's safe and there's not a lot of large dogs there and then on the weekends we like to go on hikes but really it's getting her stimulated because being in the house all day with me is not stimulating to a dog So since it's just me and her, getting her outside and getting her to do things and smell all the smells and just letting her, you know, experience the world has been very rewarding. I remember when we first got her, I took her on a hike up in the mountains and I am pretty sure it was the first time that she's been up in the mountains on a hike and it was summertime and it smelled beautiful. And. I I just have so many pictures of her with this giant grin on her face. She just loved it. Ever since that first time I was hooked, I hope she was hooked. Uh, We go on a ton of hikes now. I have invested in all those goofy things like the, the pet backpacks for when her little legs get tired. And we have all the tools and things to make it really enjoyable for her. And also just to get her outside and let her experience things that she spent the first few years of her life having no idea about. A few of the things that i wanted to share because we get asked this a lot like what do you buy when you get a new dog there's so many options you could go to a pet store and just sit in there for hours i've done it i wanted to share a few of the things that i purchased for delilah that have really helped and come in handy one of the things is a couple baby gates sometimes you know we'll have unexpected visitors at the house or maybe i need to leave and Maybe I've just cleaned the carpet. There's an area that she's not supposed to be in. Putting up a little baby gate was really, really handy. Sometimes when we leave the house and if we don't want her to go upstairs for some reason, we'll put a baby gate on those stairs. And it just helps to create those boundaries so then she can relax. She knows where she can and cannot go. I can relax and I know that she's not going to be harmed. She is in a safe place. She's in a small place. And really, when I first got Delilah, she felt safer in a smaller area so those baby gates really helped to start her off in a smaller area and slowly make that larger as she felt more comfortable she could really explore the whole entire house and now it's her whole house she can do whatever she wants you know rarely has an accident she's just a really chill cool dog one of the things that I found and ordered almost immediately because I wanted to take Delilah everywhere with me was one of those portable crates it's kind of like a playpen like for babies, but without the legs. And it's super portable. It fits into a tiny little bag that's probably, you know, 24 inches by 12 inches. And so I can fold up that crate and bring it literally everywhere with me. So I have a client meeting that I want to bring her to, or if I'm going to a family member's house and I just want a safe space for her, we can bring that. It's something familiar for her. There's toys and blankets in it, and then she feels safe. She's contained. I don't have to worry about her. And it's been one of the most valuable things that I've purchased for her. The other thing I was really excited to buy for Delilah was a bed. It was something that right when I took her, our first step was PetSmart so that we could get all the things. I wasn't quite sure what she would like or how big a bed needed to be. So we bought a really comfy bed and I think it's important to note that it was a little bit larger than she needed, but that gives her room to, you know, roll around. It wasn't cheap. I've bought beds before that are, you know, $15 or $10. They just don't last very long. I would definitely recommend, you know, buying a comfy bed for them and not skimping on that because they are going to use it every single day, and the comfier it is, the more that they'll feel comfortable and calm. So since we go on walks a lot, we have had a lot of different leashes. Uh, So what we did was initially I had gotten a retractable leash because I liked her to be able to, you know, run far ahead of me if she wanted to. I thought that she had more freedom. Then one day as we were walking, the leash handle actually slipped out of my hand. You know, what it does is if it's a retractable leash, it's racing towards the dog to retract that um, leash that went out. And Delilah was so terrified and she ran down the street. It was horrible. After that, I got rid of that leash, or I have it still in my car for just emergencies, but we decided to go with a leash that did not have that automatic retractable piece to it and so it's just a cord leash now and I feel so much safer because things happen, accidents happen, and the last thing that you want is an already fearful dog to be scared by something that's supposed to help them and run away. Maybe run into a street or run away and not be found and most importantly, I just don't want her to be scared ever. Another thing safety wise is because I take Delilah with me almost everywhere, I bought a safety harness for her for the seatbelt. I'm sure you've seen, you know, as you drive around town, so many people have their dogs hanging out of their cars. I know that the dogs love the air and it's cute, but really what happens is nobody ever plans to get on an accident, right? So you never plan to get in a car accident, but sometimes it happens and I think it would be so much worse to have Delilah not be buckled in or secure somehow. So we have a safety harness uh, for her in the car, which is really easy, it just, uh, loops right onto her and she doesn't mind it. And then we also got a safety crate so she can be lifted up on the seat. That's secure in the car. And then the harness actually loops right into that. So she can relax. She feels secure. She's not going to roll around. So if you've ever driven with a dog in the car and they haven't been buckled in or not maybe not even a dog, maybe a purse, you know, and you hit the brakes really fast and everything flies to the front of the car, it's a disaster. Keeping your dog safe against anything that can possibly happen is such an honor as a dog parent. Doing a safety harness and a safety crate really works well for us. It's something that I feel safer every day that I have her in the car with me. Stay tuned. More of this episode after a very short break. Did you know that you can sponsor this podcast with a small monthly contribution? For as little as 99 cents, your contribution goes towards more episodes, more outreach, and of course, rescuing more dogs. The dogs thank you. You know, having a dog is kind of expensive. <laughs> so I love having a clean house. I invested in potty pads and the natural cleaners for inevitable accidents. The other thing that I am so happy that I invested in, it was a good quality steam cleaner. So instead of You know, looking at accidents that happen on my carpet and getting annoyed or thinking, oh my gosh, it's ruined or having to go to the store and rent a steam cleaner or having to hire a company to come out. I did the math and it just made more sense to invest in a steam cleaner because especially if you have a young dog or you have a dog like most puppy mill survivors, they don't understand what potty training is. They don't know that There's a place to go outside and inside is not the place. Having a steam cleaner just took a lot of stress off of me because if and when Delilah had accidents, I could quickly steam clean. I could spot clean the carpet. And then right every six months or so, I can do a heavy duty cleaning of the whole entire house. And it just makes everything so much easier and less stressful, which again, the less stress that I am, the less stress that my dog feels. One of the last things that, I wanted to share is investing in high quality food and high quality treats. There are an insane amount of pet food options out there. It may be tempting to go and just grab the cheapest dog food when you're shopping, but I've noticed that since moving Delilah to more natural food, grain free, and homemaking her treats, her coat has gotten shinier, her breath is better. Her eyes are brighter. She has less itching. So it's something that is so simple and really not that expensive to move to. So we did experiment with a lot of different brands. And we found some grain-free brands that we mix on dry food and wet food. And she gets fed twice a day. Then we also found that coconut oil was really helping her. I don't know about you guys, but with puppy mill dogs, because they're purebred most of the time, those dogs typically have the worst skin conditions so especially my delilah is a pekinese and she has some drier skin when i first got her and she was pretty anxious when i first got her she would chew on her legs so hard. And so I would come home from a meeting and she would just be raw on her legs. After talking to my vet and doing a ton of research, we found out that food could be the issue. Obviously she was anxious, but then having food cause her to be itchy on top of that, I just couldn't imagine. What ended up working for me was putting her on grain-free food that is fresh, and then also homemaking her treats. In the beginning, when she had raw skin, using coconut oil on her skin worked really well. As long as we didn't put too much on, she wouldn't spend the rest of the day licking it off. Homemaking her treats has really, really helped just recently, actually. With winter time, you know, in Colorado it is so dry. And so she has been itching more than she did in the summertime. We Moved her to homemade treats, which are really, really easy to make. All we did was take uh, pumpkin puree, just 100% pumpkin puree that has nothing else added into it, coconut oil, some chia seeds, and brewer's yeast. So, brewer's yeast actually has a lot of nutritional benefits for dogs and for people. Those treats, she absolutely loves them. I love them because I know exactly what's in them. And then also it's nice because even though Delilah doesn't have teeth issues, I know a lot of puppy mill survivors do. And these treats are nice and soft so that you can give them to your dog and they can just swallow it or smush it with their mouth. Those have worked really, really well for us. I cannot stress enough that High quality food makes all the difference. She feels better and that makes me feel better too because I plan on Delilah living forever. (laughs) And I'm sure you guys do too. And it's important to note that if you are going to change something in your dog's diet, introduce new foods, or change their food altogether, always check with your vet first. They know best. They know your dog. I am not a veterinarian. Just want to share some things that worked well for me and my pup. The last thing that has really been helpful is the internet. So since I'm in marketing, I am obviously on social media and on the Googles all day, every day, but I joined some Facebook groups and those have been awesome for giving advice about new dog ownership, giving insight as to what has worked for other people, seeing other people's issues, and then being able to help them is so rewarding. And the extra special thing about this is you get to see a bunch of cute dogs. So if you don't already follow our Facebook group, look at the link in the description for this podcast and be sure to join us there because we have this amazing community of like-minded, huge-hearted dog adopters that want to help you, that want to give advice, and also that want to share their success stories. So if you're looking for a way, just an easy pick-me-up, and you want to share some advice or just see some heartwarming stories, click that link that's in our bio, and you can join us. We would love to have you. There are so many things that we can do with these very special dogs to make them feel more comfortable, to ease their anxiety, and to just give them the best forever home that we possibly can. I, for one, am very honored to both work with National Mill Dog Rescue and to have adopted from them. If you feel the same way, please share your stories with us. We love to hear from you guys. Share your dog stories with us. Thank you for adopting. Thank you for opening your heart and thank you for listening. We hope this is helpful and stay tuned for future podcast episodes. That's the end of this episode, but stay tuned for more of the Heart of Rescue with NMDR. Visit our website at nmdr.org to see our adoptable dogs and follow us on your favorite social media platform to see what's going on with National Mill Dog Rescue every day. Stay well and thank you for liking and sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Bye for now.